ladies and gentlemen. And so it begins. Give the people what they want. The rise. All the way to the top. Yeah. The fall. Heroes just got tombstone. The slam. It's me, Austin. This is FRS Slam. When my hand goes up, your mouth goes shut. The most extensive, what? intensive, comprehensive, what? counteroffensive wrestling show on the planet. Woo! Now, finally, it's time. Win. Here's Jamie Eisner. And I am the voice of the voiceless. And Chris Schubert. You come out here and you run your mouth. FRS Slam begins now. And welcome back to another edition of FRS Slam Radio on this Tuesday. Chris Schubert, Jamie Eisner here with you. First of all, apologies for no show yesterday. It's all Chris's fault. It was a holiday. We were busy in here having a lot of meetings, so we were unable to put out a show for you yesterday. And more importantly... We had to leave early uh, yes, because did. Monday Night Raw was in town. Yeah, we had to get down there a little bit early. Normally, Raw starts at six o'clock for us here on the West Coast, so we don't. Have, I don't have to be home until six o'clock to watch the show. So if we do the podcast at two, three o'clock, that's totally within reason for us. Yesterday, we left here at about three thirty to go downtown to downtown Phoenix to get ourselves all situated to go inside the building and and you know get to our seats and all the things like that. So didn't really have time throughout the day to get this podcast. But we are here giving you our reaction to the in arena version of Monday Night Raw last night because again in arena versus TV is is very different. And oh boy. Was this a weird edition of Monday Night Raw? It really was, and uh, as our running joke as a group is going to be, we made this is this is one hundred percent true. We made the mistake of saying, you know what, we'll get food first or second commercial break. We'll go after the first right. match. So here's so we get into the building, we sit down in our seats. We're like, all right, you know, this is this, this is the plan here. We're gonna the show's gonna start. Probably have a, a promo segment that sets up a match. Can probably go get food right after that first match. That's normally how we how things work on Monday Night Raw. Then all of a sudden, you know, in arena, JoJo announces that the gauntlet match is starting the show. And we go, oh, so we all look at each other. The five of us that are at the show together, we're like, all right, first half hour, do a gauntlet match. Fine, that's cool. So Roman comes out. They make the mistake of giving him the microphone. I don't know how this translated on TV. Roman Reigns was not well-liked in Talking uh, Stick Resort he, Arena he last night. He was not. He was, he was not a over brother brother. Not well-liked. Seth Rollins comes out, and that is where the gauntlet match starts. And oh boy, and boy did we did not, start. Yeah, oh boy, did we not know what was going to happen next. Woo. One hour, 46 minutes, and 55 seconds. It was that gauntlet match. It is the longest match in WWE television history. Seth Rollins had the longest single performance in a match in WWE television history. One hour and five minutes he spent in that match. And this was a roller coaster of emotions. And the only thing I can compare it to, Jamie, is an extra innings baseball game. It's a good analogy. Where if you get to like the 13th or 14th inning, you're like, man. Can this just end? This just needs to end. I don't like this. Then you get into like the 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th innings, and you're like, all right, this is great. It's like, so wild. That you're you like, just want you're to keep like, going. all right, let's just keep going. Then you get to innings like 20, 21, 22, and you're like, all right, we're do- we're just we're done here. Let's just end. And then it kind of ends, and you're like, oh, that that was fun. 
that was what this gauntlet match was for us in the arena last night. And realistically, it was a top-heavy gauntlet match. The the most notable part was Seth Rollins and his performance. Right. After Seth got eliminated, that was basically when the gauntlet kind of went downhill a little bit. of the arena went to the bathroom slash... Oh, I've never seen... It was a mass exodus mid-match. I have never seen anything like it in my life. People were glued to specifically Cena Rollins, but the latter parts of Roman Rollins as well, where people were really into it. Well, once... Because... Once it started to be clear that maybe Rollins could beat Roman Reigns in this match... And you didn't even think it it was going to happen. No, I did not. And you also thought Rollins was going to lose to Cena. I did. Multiple times. I'm sorry. I'm I'm not used to somebody pinning Roman Reigns and John Cena on the same night. Clean on the same night. Clean. Innocent. But as that match went on and and Seth won Mm -hmm. with the roll-up on Reigns, people were really excited. And then Cena comes out... And that was the crown jewel of this gauntlet match. Oh, it was, was incredible. The, I, I, was it about 35 minutes those yeah. two had? A, like, can, they had a 35-minute match in the middle of this gauntlet Let me match. look. It actually, uh, Cage Match, which does all of the um, the times and it puts all the matches in there, it actually broke down each individual match. So if you give me a second, I'll pull it up here. But that was the crown jewel. So, yes, yeah, so you have everyone that's glued to their seats. Glued to their seats for that. Rollins pins Cena. Everybody just gets up. I have never seen anything like it at a wrestling event in my life. Yeah, Everybody Rollins got up. Cena, then Elias runs down, and then they, they tease the double, the double pin, and yeah. then they're like, all right, everyone's like, okay. Then once they start going into rest holds, everyone's like, all right, this is our moment. Okay. So Seth Rollins pinned Roman Reigns at the 20-minute and 5-second mark of okay. that match. So that was, a tw- that was Seth going 20, 20 minutes. minutes. Then he followed that up with a 36-minute and 25-second performance with uh, John Cena. And then he went another 9 minutes uh, against Elias. Yeah, and then that 9 minutes is when most of the concessions were sold in the first hour of Raw right there. Yes, uh, those it, 9 minutes. Uh, it's interesting because... Rollins was truly the star, and I, th- I think of the... It was Monday Night Rollins, for sure. It certainly was. I was thinking about that match with Cena, and particularly the spot where he catches Cena off the top rope in a roll-through and puts him into an attitude adjustment. He hits him with the an attitude but adjustment. But to grab... Again, keep in mind, at this point, Rollins has been in the ring for 40-plus minutes working. Yes. And is and John Cena, not a small guy. No. Spoiler alert. And is able to grab him from, from a chest position, put him up over his shoulders, and then... Hit him with the AA. That, that's a lot of strength and stamina you need to do. He was incredible. He showed time. off a little bit of everything that makes Seth Rollins special in that, whatever, 68 minutes of action or whatever he had. Can I nitpick? Sure. Why wasn't this match to determine who was the last person in the chamber? Correct. This match should have been that, or it should have just been for anything. It was, a little, it was a little strange that it wasn't for anything. Anything other than momentum. We also missed in arena. From what I understand from yeah, you, you this, folks you, at home. You told me this morning about this. That after pu- people were eliminated, they were, there was a split-screen interview backstage, whether the match on one side of the screen and an interview segment that I've been told by multiple people felt unscripted, at least in the way they were presented. Oh, maybe I should go back and watch. Okay. That it, just, it, it, it felt more natural than any backstage or any typical backstage Raw promo. Okay, that's uh, interesting. And I heard John Cena's and Seth Rollins's were both particularly strong. Okay. I have not seen them yet. I have to go back and see what the television feed Yeah, I didn't. Display. And, and that would explain the kind of awkwardness of when an elimination yes. happened. There was a lengthy period of time where no music was hit. That kind of kind yes. of clears up why that was the case. Well, that took up the first, you know, two hours of the show. Two-thirds of the show, yeah. Um, so then what did we get after that? We got Asuka. Uh, poor Asuka. Did, I don't know if this translated on TV, but it in did. Arena. No, it did. I, she I, I saw a comment. She messed bad. up. 
this this line? It's uh, look. I've as somebody who took four years of Spanish in high school and college and doesn't know anything about Spanish still. If I uh, asked you to cut a promo in Spanish, it would be bad. It'd be rough. And more importantly, this is one of our friends and one of our writers for Slam.com, Jesse Borak, brought out. Who was there with us? He was there with us, and he pointed this out too. Is once you mess up in that scenario, you're so you're scrambling to try to like retranslate things in your head. It's mm-hmm. not even like screwing up in your own language where no. you can like, okay, I have a brain fart, I can get back on track. You're now completely flustered. You're on live television. And you're speaking a different language. You're speaking a different language. And let's be honest, she hasn't been terribly comfortable cutting promos in general. I mean, they are... I mean, we talk about... Let's talk about two Rumble winners, Shinsuke and and Asuka. Shinsuke still cuts a better promo than Asuka does. Yes. Um, Wasn't ideal. There was also something else that happened with Asuka on that show that we don't need to get into. It was not a great night for Asuka. Yeah, but non a non title tag team match between Titus Worldwide, uh, just Apollo, and just Apollo. Cruz can't lose except he loses his last except his name. last name. Uh, they defeated Cesaro and Sheamus. My favorite, my favorite, the old pin the champion strategy, which they did the whole. Well, good thing they didn't do that on the rest of the show. No, right? they did it both in both matches in this hour. Uh, defeated Cesaro and Sheamus, and then we had a six. By the way, it says six man tag match here on the cage match results. It's a it's actually a six Three woman tag match. Tag Bailey, Mickey James, and Sasha Banks defeated Absolution and Alexa Bliss. We pinned the champion Absolution there as well. Was over. Absolutely, the pop for Paige was incredible. Absolutely, just gnarly. So, Jamie, you were there last night with me. You saw my reaction to Alexa Bliss getting pinned. Resident FRS slam writer, good friend of the show, Jesse Boric, was upset with me of how upset I was about champions being pinned. Clearly, you can understand where I'm coming from on the go-home show for a pay-per-view. Correct. Most weeks, I get it. I'm a little over the top with this, but I, I, I want to be consistent. I don't know if you're over the top with it. I just, I don't. I think there are times when it makes sense they completely overuse it. Styles getting pinned by uh, by uh, Owens and Zayn made sense in the storyline. We've talked about that. Yes, that makes sense. Again, Strowman pinning Miz because it's not an IC title match at Sunday, so it doesn't matter to me. Also, it's Strowman. And also, Strowman, Braun Strowman can pin whoever he wants. Right, Braun Strowman just destroying people makes sense. But you put together this six-woman tag match to like promote the Elimination Chamber. You can hide Alexa Bliss from taking the pinfall. Yeah, why is Sonya Deville not taking the pin in that match? Or Mandy? I, I'm very... Obvious. Or Mickey James. Yeah. It's, just, it, it's very surprising. You could have done everything you did after the match, right? Every All of that you could have still done with, like, Mickey James getting the pinfall. Yeah, again, I, it's odd because isn't that the point of these multi-women, multi-man matches? To avoid uh, – to me, that's why they do them in New Japan. Yes. To kind of avoid – Avoid your champions losing or to avoid too much con- – now – you don't. In this case, everybody's in that match, so you can't avoid contact with the people in the match, which is Correct. fine. But yeah, to me, it was very odd. Because it's again, I'm trying to think of: Are they give? Is this the cliched? Oh, Alexa's vulnerable, so when she wins the chamber, it's going to feel like a bigger but deal. But she stood tall to end the show, which is odd. Also, again, her and Mickey James have this interesting relationship. Although, again, I, I understand what they're going. They're for. They're setting up alliances. And again, to be fair, we didn't have commentary, so I'm trying to remember what I'm trying to think of what they would have said. Yes, we're, everybody's pairing off. Which you and I were no doing sense. mock commentary uh, sitting next to yes, each other we last were. night. It was, it, was great. it was very, very fun. Um, okay, I want to talk about one more thing. Okay, we're sitting there in the arena. And in between, this was so bad, I was the only person, I stood up and looked at the Jumbotron and just threw my hands up. You were sitting right next to me when I did this. Yes. I stood up, looked at the Jumbotron, and were like, what are you doing? 
So we're sitting there. And if you've ever been to a WWE show, and I'm assuming most people that listen to this show have. Oh, yeah. I, now I know this is going. I was in, like, where's this going? In between. Do you want to talk about, before, before after we talk about let's talk about what the heck they're trying to do with, because we didn't talk about this in the Oscar segment. What the heck they're trying to do with this Nia Jack stuff? Sure, we'll get there. I also want to talk about Ronda and the fact talk that about Ronda. you're we, kind of right, but also you're not kind of right. It was very weird last night, so we'll talk about yeah, it. Yeah, it was a weird reaction. And then we should also talk about the dark match. Yes, let's also talk about the let's dark tease, match. Just tease him. But yeah, so, there was an interesting video Okay, segment. so we're sitting there. <laughs> And in between, for the in arena, they play videos on the Jumbotron. Yeah, this is not new. The if you've ever been there, it's a WrestleMania DVD, they, yeah, they, uh, this they, DVD. Right, they promote the network. And we're sitting there. and I'm not, Undertaker yeah, stuff. I'm not paying any attention to it. We're talking amongst ourselves. And all of a sudden, I hear a very familiar beat and a very familiar set of phrases. And I turn, and I look at the Jumbotron, look back at... Jesse, Jamie, our buddies Blaine and Ryan who are with us. I look back at the Jumbotron. I look back at Jamie. And I stand up and I just throw my hands up. Why, you ask? Let's go back. Hold on. I'm not going to. We're going gonna to tease this a little bit more. Let's go back a couple months. Do you remember, Jamie? Back in time. Has it been that long? About a month ago. <laughs> Has it been that long, man? Where a certain chairman of the board. I'm Vince McMahon, pal. Wanted to start a new company. Yes, Alpha Entertainment. And the brain... Not Omega Entertainment, just Alpha Entertainment. The, the main product that they're going to be doing with Alpha Entertainment, Jamie, do you remember what that was? Uh, some football league. The football league, okay. And do you remember Vince McMahon was asked about potential crossover between the WWE and this new football league, the XFL? Do you remember that? I, I do. Do you remember what his answer was? There would be no crossover between WWE and the XFL. Then he why? Said it pretty adamantly. Then why did I see an XFL ad, the XFL video, last night during my wrestling show? Why did I see it? Because he lied. I, I believe there's going to be limited crossover once they put the product on the field. I do not believe they're going to not take the opportunity to promote Vince McMahon's league on Vince McMahon's most successful television program. So there you have it. So if you go to a WWE show, uh, you will see an XFL ad. This is the XFL. By the way, there was a sign also in the front row that just said XFL, question mark, LOL. Oh, there was a delete section last night. There was a delete section. There was a delete section. section. People with delete signs. Um, let's talk about, you want to talk about Asuka some more, Nijax? Yeah, let's talk about it. Okay, so I am piecing this together. So in Arena. Yes. It was announced. By, by the way. Announced. It was announced by, um, it was Renee Young, right? Renee Young was in the ring with Asuka? Yes. I believe that interview. That's who it was. Because they, they, they had Charlie Caruso and Jojo. I mean, they had a lot of different interview people. No Mike Rome, though. Mike Rome only got to do the backstage stuff. Um, they had, so Renee said that if Nia Jax wins the match, she will be added to the Raw Women's Championship match. Then in the same, Specifically. And then in the same promo, Asuka said, I'm going to fight for the championship of the, WrestleMania. The WrestleMania championship. Which one's not, but which was the least problematic part of that promo. But like, she didn't specify Raw match. She did not specify. She didn't specify. Which, by the way, has been in line with her stance the whole time that she is not chosen. Correct. In Arena... They showed the graphic, which yes. I'm sure you saw at home, On which said will be added to the Raw Women's Championship match yes. to make it a triple threat. Yes. Then they also proceeded to show in Arena when they later on when they did the Rousey stuff, the segment where Stephanie McMahon was talking to Asuka 
and Asuka doesn't commit to where she's going. Right, and they and they also show the, the Royal Rumble segment where Asuka's in the ring with, with both, both champions, champions and nothing happens. And on top of that, apparently at home, I've been told, one of the announcers made the comment that if Nia Jax wins, she'll be added to Asuka's title match at WrestleMania, which is a whole different story than everything else. So, I have literally no idea what they're trying to do. Did, I, WWE is inconsistent a lot, but usually with these types of things, they are very consistent and they beat you to death with it. You know, like the Survivor Series tagline. It was wrong and they didn't stay with it, but they were made sure on every show that they were going to say that one line and yes. they were never going to deviate from well, that one line. I can't remember what that line was. Do you remember? Um, oh, oh, oh. Oh, was it? Like NXT the, the, and main events. The only time you were NXT and main event will compete in... No, and, no, no. It wasn't no? like that. No, no, It was like, it was the only time... Of the Raw, year. Of the year, of the entire year, the where entire... Raw and SmackDown superstars collide. No, no, I think it was compete. Oh, that's they right. compete in head-to-head -head competition. That's what it was. Oh. Hmm. If oh. only they had said that six million times on their television show. So, but, but you see what I'm saying? Where they right. say that and they right. feed into you. The SummerSlam, biggest party of the summer. Blah, 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 WrestleMania. Blah, blah, yeah. Grandest Whatever stage of them all. Grandest stage of them all. Blah, 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 blah. They beat it into you. And this one, they have no consistent message. No, it's all over the place. And I have been championing this. Asuka hasn't picked who she's facing at WrestleMania yet. She hasn't. Let's talk about also, Ronda Rousey. She's not losing tonight. Yeah. Let's talk about Ronda Rousey. Okay. Let's talk about Ronda Rousey. They show the graphic. I, too, was surprised by the arena response, which we're about to get to. They show the graphic. Cause, so this is the... Clearly, the commentators are doing the hype up the pay-per-view, go yes. through all the matches. And they show... Well, they show the graphic, but they also show... Well, I'm going to get to the video, video package, promo. Because I think... was on TV. So. And I think the video promo is very important. I do, too. The video... They, they show the graphic that Ronda Rousey is going to sign her contract. And, and I knew... You and I looked at each other because we both were like, okay, what's the reaction going to be? There were some cheers. There were some boos. But there was very just apathy. It was just... Staring at blank. the screen. It wasn't like it wasn't negative or positive. It was just kind it of a. Blank. It was kind of a. Oh. And I don't know how. I don't know if how much I read into that. Well, because here's where I want to go with this. I was paying attention to. That was late in the show. Was late in the show. Again, we had just watched a. A seven an hour, hour and forty six minute match. So they show this video package of Ronda, and I the first thing I said to you was I turned to you and said. That's footage of Ronda at wrestling school. Yes. We've never seen in a, that before. In a wrestling ring, performing it, wrestling did, moves. Did you notice whose school it was? I did, I'm blanking on it. It's Santino Morella's school. Yeah. So she was there, and it was footage of her training. And I know they can selectively edit, but it looked good. It, it did look good. And, of course, we're selectively editing. But here's the thing that we all... And all five of us kind of got into a conversation about Ronda Rousey. And it was, look, if you think she can't be successful in ring, I think you're nuts. She is one of the, she is a, we, we use this for Tony Nese. She's a premier athlete. No, that's Tony Nese, I, 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 premier athlete. Or as I called him, cruiserweight Elias. Yeah, you were so mean to Tony, to Tony Nese, who was on the pre-show. We watched him on main event. He fought. I like Tony. Tell me he does not look like cruiserweight Elias. Tell me does not like, if you told me he was Elias. he's being a heel on, this, on the main event show. Yeah, he's a baby not, face. Yes, it's like SmackDown. There are no heels anymore. No heels and baby faces. They're all just land of opportunity. So. We'll talk about that on tomorrow's show. I wanted to see what people were doing while that Ronda video was. Yeah. So I was looking quiet. I was looking around the arena. Yeah. A lot of people were glued their eyes were glued to that screen. I, that, they were intensively looking at it. That was a more important video package than I think it was presented as. It captivated the entire in-ring audience, in-arena audience. We were we were all eyes glued to that screen cuz it was really well done. And I think it was an important 
promo package for the fans that were booing. It's an important uh, promo package. Package, for, you say? Or no. you want me to, You always stop me before I'm able to make this joke. No. No. Okay. No, I'm going to continue. No, no. No, explain to our audience. There's the Austin Aries reference I can make. Oh, I, I thought you were the Hangman I could make the Hangman page reference. I thought, I thought page like, like the middle of our show reference like we're, like we're being the elite. Joey Ryan. I can, I can make a whole bunch um, of references. By the way, latest being the elite. Watched it. You haven't. Good. Four and a half out of five stars. Okay. It's pretty good. I wish... I, honestly, honestly, it's very good. And I... I don't need every episode to have like a major plot twist, but I was going into this one thinking, man, there's going to be well, something to be fair, big. We've had two major plot twists. Right, right. So I'm going three. in. I'm going in thinking, okay, we're going to continue with slow this, it down a and bit. they're slowing it down a little bit, which is fine. It's very good. Get a while to Long Beach stuff. Yes. But uh, back to what we we're saying. It's important for that audience because the people that are booing her, they're booing her because they are buying into a narrative, whether it's fair or unfair, whatever. They're buying into a narrative in their own mind. That Rousey is taking somebody's spot or hasn't earned her stripes in the wrestling business or doesn't deserve to be in the main event yet. Whatever it is, that is the story they're telling themselves. Yeah. So if you can at least start to chip away at that by showing, well, no, she's not just some celebrity that's coming in. She's not just somebody that's coming in and is going to want to throw one one worked punch and pure submission and make somebody tap out and that's all she's going to do. She's actually working to be an in-ring performer and she's going to be a wrestler. That you can chip away a little bit at that fan base that is starting to rebel against her on a small level. Can I ask you a question? Yes. Why does everybody in our office decide to carry on the loudest conversations when we're in here? I don't know because nobody has any consideration for us. Okay, I'm just, I'm just making sure. It, it is fascinating that the moment we are in the studio, how this glass wall, there's just so much loud noise. Yeah, people are just yelling. There's, just there's four screaming. people in the office. There's, yeah, there's three people in the office, and they're like within two feet of each other. They're screaming. Sorry, I'm back on track here. Uh, and I can make these like little digs at the rest of the office because they don't listen. That's true. So, because th- we talk about wrestling outside Remember of the podcast. Remember when I called those little kids a bunch of marks earlier? That was yeah, you, you. so we were watching. We are in the middle of a section, and... What was going on? They were cheering for somebody. They were cheering for somebody, and Jamie goes, "Man, what a bunch of marks!" Oh, it was probably for uh, Grand Metal League, I bet. And maybe it was because they, they did the main event, main event show, which I continue to only watch with them in person. It was. Uh, we had two matches: Revival Nies, against Revival uh, against East Slater um, and Rhino. East Slater and Rhino, and then Metal League versus Tony Nice, yeah. the premier athlete. So Jamie goes, not, "Oh, what a, not a baby face at the moment. What a bunch of marks!" And I look at him, and I'm like, "Dude, half of those people chanting were kids." They were like little children. I'm like, I was wrong. You're calling Are them they, all those kids not a bunch of marks. Marks, um, brother, brother. So I thought that that video package was really important for Ronda. Yes. I, the in ring, the in arena audience was very captivated by it, so that was good. Um, I know you don't put a lot of stock into this. I think they've picked a good city for her to be in on Sunday, Vegas. Anaheim. Y- or, sorry, sorry. She's Vegas. Be on Anaheim Raw the following night. I believe. U- UFC. That's very. It's a UFC hotbed. I think it helps. I just don't know if it's not that matter. It's not going to be a huge fan base. You know what I'm saying? Like I understand. Like we're going to debut AJ Styles in Orlando because he wrestled it for TNA. Oh, excuse me. He wrestled for a company that shall not be named. Oh my gosh! Uh, they did that with the Jeff Jarrett thing yesterday in the article, <laughs> and I was so angry. It's not even TNA anymore. Read them. Do, do you have what the line was, or do you remember close to what the line was? I'll, and I'm putting you on the spot. No, now. I'll. I'll I don't mind looking it up. He's I will look it, up. look it up. But like, it's one thing to put like AJ Styles in Orlando because he wrestled for TNA there, and people will kind of know who he is because it's still a wrestling audience to wrestling audience. Right, and I don't think they. I'm not sure UFC fans are if they're unless they're already WWE fans, and then they're already probably fans. I don't think they. I don't think they picked like they picked to debut Styles in Orlando because of that. They're not picking this because they do this for Rousey. It's just kind of working out that I way. I also don't think they're going to boo Rousey in person. No, when Rousey's there, but he's going to go nuts. It's going to no. Yeah, yeah, they might at some point. 
but they're not going to boo her in person on her second appearance. Here's the line. By the way, they shouldn't boo her either. I'm not I'm not advocating for that. I am just I've warned about things leading up to it and things are starting to slowly manifest into the fears that I had before. Jarrett continued to compete around the world and also began to promote shows that gave future WWE superstars like AJ Styles, Bobby Roode, and Eric Young their first major exposure. T N A. He read T N A. It's Total not even nonstop action it's, wrestling. It's not even called TNA anymore. It's not even called the thing that was called before because Jeff Jarrett's company got ran into the ground. Right. So why don't you just call it TNA? Because it's not even TNA anymore. You put Dixie Carter in the Kurt Angle video. Like, uh, what are you afraid of? I know. I don't know what what the deal is. I don't know what... New Japan and Ring of Honor are... By the way, none of them are really competition for WWE on, on a full, on a business sense at the moment, but are much closer to being competitors than TNA is. New Japan in particular, but... Correct, but like, do you remember? But at least like, Ring of Honor has like a, a streaming service. It's TNA. Remember when? Remember when Ring of Honor and New Japan did? You know, they did their partnership with the War of the World shows, and you're like, wow, this is really gonna help Ring of Honor. They're gonna get these New Japan guys. It's really gonna make Ring of Honor this the, the number two promotion in the United States. It's done the opposite. Putting New Japan on Ring of Honor has made people like New Japan more. Like it's done the complete opposite. It's made Ring of Honor the clear number three promotion in the United States. It is WWE, New Japan, then Ring of Honor. Fascinating to me. Tonight, Jamie, SmackDown Live, Mixed Match Challenge, 205 Live. We're in for, we're in for a treat tonight. A lot of wrestling. We're going back. We're going back for part it, two. Although, it's, I don't know how it's going to live up to that Seth Rollins portion. Like that the first Monday hour or whatever of that of Raw last night is going to be tough to, tough to top. What are you looking forward to the most tonight? Can we, I haven't, we haven't posted these yet, but literally, AJ Styles has to, has to, has to confront Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon about this, uh, how, okay, in kayfabe, why would Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon continue to stack the odds against Styles when Styles Nakamura is the best thing for their brand? They're screwing AJ Styles. Did, are, are they feuding with Styles again? Do, do, do we do we well, do we I miss mean, that's, the that's ne- kind of, well, I, when they showed us? Because a lot of times they open the show with their like five minute promo video that's to sell their WrestleMania DVD slash buyer network, mm-hmm. and they were showing the Shane McMahon AJ Styles WrestleMania match. Yes, which you and I both believe was the best match of the show, yes. which was the first match of the show. And I looked at you and I said. Boy, how things have changed. And they haven't, is the joke that Jamie's making, because it's the same thing. What's the... I I will continue to ask, what's the payoff? And two, is Styles going to address the fact that a match that should have only been, and this is to your credit, should have been a one-on-one match, because Styles punched Sami Zayn first. Which, again, would have been a good storyline, because it would lead to Kevin Owens Oh, time out, time out, time out. We're going back to the gauntlet match. We're going all the way back to previous show. John Cena... Clearly, he's just oh, yes, changing right. the rules of WWE. Oh, yes. Okay. So that's a good point. I forgot about that already. They got lost in the moment of the 18-hour yes. match. John Cena tells the referee when Seth Rollins And I don't know down, if this was on television or... In the ring. So Seth Rollins just down in the ring, yeah. you know, selling. John Cena is standing up. Yes. Not selling. Yes. Referee. He tells the referee to count. How many times in your life have you seen the referee do a count in the ring where one superstar is up, one superstar is down? So he's doing a standing 10 count. The answer is zero. In a not-last-man-standing match with only one of the two competitors down. Uh, what? It was it was bizarre. Also, he put his hands in the referee it, three, three times. times. Did not get disqualified. Three times, didn't get thrown out. I mean, that's just... It, referee, very lenient 
in that match. Sorry, I had to bring this up because in a re like, Jamie and I both are like, dude, what are you, what are you doing? You don't count for that. That's bad. Like, what are you counting? Okay, back to sorry. sorry, sorry, all the way back up to SmackDown tonight. So yes, I need to hear from AJ Styles. He has to be angry. He should be angry. He should be very angry. Yes, but also here's the here's again I, I I'm beating a dead horse with this point about there should be pay per views between Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. Well, lucky for you, we're you we're cutting have back been on the promoting Shinsuke versus AJ. Let me check them real quick. Since the second. Shinsuke won the Rumble. I'm, I'm going to check on something real quick. So you now your two main events at your two pay-per-views between Rumble and Mania have very predictable finishes. All right, let me... I'm just scrolling through That here. is bad. What did our friend Jesse Borick say? Uh, he could have said a lot of things. But he said uh, he was considering going to Vegas for yes. Elimination Chamber, yes. but he didn't want to spend the money because even huh. if he knew it was a good match at the main event, the main event was too predictable. We know Reigns is going to win the Chamber. We know Styles is going to retain the title. It hurts you because these are good matches with a lot of your top talent. It hurts you. Hmm. Yes, it's still on the hmm. WrestleMania page. Hmm. The stage is set for WWE Champion AJ Styles versus Nakamura at WrestleMania. Also, that's very odd that they just put that there. The TJP. It's versus a picture of TJP and Cedric Alexander. All for the pre-show. Well, and it says Alexander and TJP advance in the cruiserweight title tournament for a chance at WrestleMania glory. That happened three weeks ago. Like, no, they just haven't changed the graphic, and there's something there with Oscar. Yeah, Oscar clearly not. Hold choosing. on, hold on. Here's what it says: Oscar is going to WrestleMania, but who will she challenge? Right there. They should on the their, their website. They should ask the people in their own company if they watch their product. On the website, Oscar is going to WrestleMania, but which world champion will she challenge? Uh, but the, but who will she face? Will it be SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair, or will it be Raw Women's Champion Alexa Bliss, or will she have a whole new choice after the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view? <sighs> Literally on your website, you are saying that she has not picked. By the way, you yes. know how we always like to talk about. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take some of that change here. How WWE has literally have no idea what they're doing with any of their women. <laughs> yes. Okay. That's tonight in a nutshell. Do you see what they're doing tonight? It's a six-woman tag match. Okay, so you're literally just doing the same thing you did on the show last night? Yes. Okay. That's as much thought as you've put into your women div women's division? Yes. Cool. It's they, literally the exact same thing. They are using all of these firsts that they have to help them kind of book. That's it. They can't book anything else. You can use those firsts and book compelling television leading up to it. Well, I've been the champion of that, but... But they're not. No, they're not. All right, so here. So AJ, so they clearly don't care about their women enough right now. Right now. <laughs> Um, AJ Styles continues to get screwed over. Yep. Uh, are Daniel Bryan and Shane McMahon fighting this week or not fighting this week? I can't tell. Is this an on week or an off week for them fighting? I can't tell. They're fine. Okay. They're fine like the Bullet Club? They're fine. Like Bullet the Bullet Club's, Club's fine. fine? Bullet Club's fine. Uh, speaking, of, speaking of Bullet Club, I'm here to, not the Bullet I'm here Club to tell you Bullet Club's not fine. Uh, Bullet Club's not fine. Uh, Randy Orton's going to probably RKO people. This is a Randy Orton town, I'll tell you this. Randy Orton gets I know. crazy pops. I'm not really Phoenix. excited about watching this tonight. Because I don't like Randy. Randy is boring. Randy has reached boring. He doesn't do anything for me anymore. Yeah. I was a big fan of Randy yes, Orton. Yes, yes, uh, yes, yes. Now I've kind of been there, done that. Honestly, after the whole Legend Killer that thing, was so that gimmick was he, so good. He, it's just, it's just that's not an all timer. That, that is that, an all timer. That, that gimmick is an all time gimmick. Yeah, it's that Legend really Killer good. run. It oh, was that was really so good. good. Um, 
Are we getting Usos Bludgeon Brothers tonight? Like, no. We're getting New Day versus Benjamin and Gable, where the winners, because this was announced on Twitter, my favorite place to announce matches. Uh, I showed it to you mid-show, I think. You're like, go to Daniel Bryan's Twitter, and I literally turned to him and said, oh gosh, what, what, am, I gonna, what am I getting myself into? Uh, the winner of Gable and Benjamin versus The New Day are going to fight the Usos at Fastlane for the championships. I am, my, my hot prediction is the Bludgeon Brothers just come out and destroy both teams, and we still get Usos Bludgeon Brothers. Because that's clearly what they've been doing on TV for the last yes. couple of weeks. So, They um, beat up that poor TV. I am looking forward to 205 Live the most out of anything tonight. Yes, you're also looking forward to Mixed Match Challenge because you you and you have there's one percent of you that thinks I you're know. gonna get a cash in tonight I, from, just, from just, Carmella. I'm just hoping that Carmella cashes in during the Mixed Match Challenge. I wonder how the mismatch challenge is gonna look in person. I don't think we're gonna like it as much. Oh, we didn't even talk about the dark match on Raw last time. We will talk about that in a second, but we'll go back to that because right now, by the way, it it that Mixed Match Challenge is getting progressively. Less interesting. Although last week's was good. Last week's was fine. Lana is the best. Lana number one. And then she pins Bailey. Because um, she's the best. She's number one. I just sang, I just sang the song, dude. But but a big reason why it's so good is because of the mics being turned up. Yeah, and, and being able to the hear the interaction. Yeah. So it's knowing that we can hear it and playing to that element. So with us not really being able to hear them. I'll be interested I to see what it's be like. like a boring match. Yeah, I'll be interested to see what what it's like. Uh, Two hundred five live. We got two more tournament matches. I'm very very excited for. Uh, the dark match last night was uh, Wyatt Wyatt against Hardy, Hardy, which they also before that match announced was going to be a match at the pay per view. Yes, Matt Hardy was over. He was. He the he the character was over. The delete chance. I thought I thought the I thought the Phoenix crowd did a good job. There was For the a, most part, there, there was, was there one was particular one individual, individual that, that we pointed out, uh, but I thought I thought we we did well. We were also kind of helping our section along. Yes, we were teaching them because I was kind of because I was kind of loudly got like screaming across the arena to this guy that couldn't hear me about how to do the delete yeah. chant, and everyone else in our section kind of caught on a little bit uh, to how to do it. Yes. Um, so yeah, so I class. Yeah, Matt, we, Matt, yeah. Matt Hardy led class. Uh, he so he does so you know how he's got the new gimmick where he does the whole clapping at Bray. Yeah, he did that, and the whole crowd just stood up and did the clap with him. It was really great. I it was Bray White fun. did it again. Yeah, like, it, it was the thing in the corner where he like leans back and. Yeah, it was very good. It was a lot of fun. Um, I'll be interested to see what they do tonight. Now says House of Hardy on the back. Does it? Yeah, nice. Um, I'll be interested to see what they do tonight for a dark match to keep us for mixed match challenge and two hundred five live. Uh, I'm there's sure probably a good chance AJ Styles wrestles him because I don't know if AJ's going to wrestle on the show. Man, I can't believe they're going to do AJ Styles, Shinsuke Nakamura as the, ha- as the dark match. That'd tonight. be nice. Wow, I can't believe that's what's going to happen. Um, rank what you're looking forward to tonight the most. In terms of the shows or in terms of things inside of in the show? In terms of shows. Uh, I would say I am looking forward to 205 Live the most, which, wow, yep. I never thought I would say uh, yeah, that three weeks That's ago. where I'm at. Uh, then SmackDown, then Mixed Match. That's exactly where I'm at. That's how I would rank all three shows. I think all three can be good, but I think 205 Live is going to be the best show of the, yeah. of the night. I think it's going to be going to be a lot of fun. Uh, anything else, sir? Uh, well, oh, uh, we haven't really talked about this since the last time we were on the podcast. We don't have any more uh, single brand paper. Yeah, we, everybody's we, we, together. Well, we, we talked about when we heard that there was a good chance this was going to happen. We kind of gave our opinion on it. Again, I think it's a good idea. Don't add more time to pay-per-view stuff. Yeah, which is that was our big point. We're gonna get like four hours. They officially made the announcement. Also, the rumor is that these pay-per-views are gonna have more multi-person matches on them. Now, I'm. Can I lay out my strategy? Because yesterday I said to you, I have a really good idea for this. We haven't seen a good triple threat match in a while. Oh yeah, every every pay-per-view. So, hold on a second, okay? 
New Japan has how many big shows? Wrestle Kingdom, Dominion. I would argue King of Pro Wrestling is pretty important. Yeah. There are about three or four of them, yeah. right? Then the rest of them are, are good shows. They're really good shows. They're important. you got the G1 and, and those kind of things that I don't really think kind of count because they're tournaments. But a lot of their other pay-per-view shows are what we call B-level shows to, yes. to kind of compare. The Great Balls of Fire shows. Okay. So what do they? What, what does New Japan typically do on these kind of Road 2 shows and on some of these lesser shows? They have a lot of multi-person tag matches, right? They, they throw a lot of different feuds together on these tag matches and allow them to kind of compete, and, and they don't have to touch it, that they can save them for down the road. So, what if WWE, because everybody's now under the same umbrella in terms of pay-per-views, you can still have separate storylines, but yes. still everyone's under the same umbrella on pay-per-views. This is the strategy I'm going to implement. These five pay-per-views are big pay-per-views. Mania, the big five. Mania, Rumble, Survivor Series, SummerSlam. Money in the bank. Money bank yeah. Those five, you're going to have a lot of your singles matches. You're going to have a lot of your gimmick and matches. Yeah, you're not going to catch most of what. Those are going to continue to probably be booked as usual. I now have seven other shows that are B tier shows. Correct. But some of them are C tier shows, but B tier shows. If you are going to do multi person matches, do those on those seven shows. Don't give me multi person matches on the big shows. So, for example, Jamie, um, WrestleMania is in April, correct? Yes. When is Money in the Bank? June or July? It's varies. They've had they've held it in June. And Do July, we know they announced them? Because this is very important to my to my plan. This is very important to my plan, and they're never going to do this. But I, I know you're going to like this idea because you like a lot of my ideas. Okay. So Money in the Bank is in June. Yes. So there's one pay-per-view between WrestleMania and Money in the Bank. There is one pay-per-view between one Big Five pay-per-view to another Big Five pay-per-view. All right? So that Backlash show, all the multi-person matches you want. All of them. I want I want a main event that has the Raw champion. Honestly, I agree with, with somebody. You. Do the New Japan Road 2 type stuff. Especially, make, right, especially right after Mania. Make Backlash the road to Money in the Bank. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So then now, you have Extreme Rules in between Money in the Bank and SummerSlam. Have Extreme Rules be the road to SummerSlam. And you know what? If you want the main event of Extreme Rules to be an Extreme Rules match for your Intercontinental Championship, great. There's a place to showcase that, that belt. Then, in between SummerSlam and Survivor Series, it's a little bit different because you have Hell in a Cell and TLC. But you know what? Now you can do a lot of different stuff. Then you have Survivor Series. Then in between Survivor Series and the Royal Rumble, you just have one. You have Clash of Champions. And now, oh my goodness, Jamie. Could Clash of Champions actually now be Clash of Champions because everybody's going to be competing on the same pay-per-view? You could actually make Survivor Series a little bit of a different show. Survivor Series doesn't have to be the only time of year where Raw and SmackDown compete in head-to-head -head competition. Treat these B-level pay-per-views, I don't want to say as B-level pay-per-views, but kind of steer into the skid. You want to make more multi-person matches? Then do these at these shows. Yeah. Make Backlash the road to Money in the Bank. Set stuff up at, at Backlash for Money in the Bank. Because you know what they don't do a whole lot of, Jamie? They don't use pay-per-views to set up future pay-per-views. Correct. They can, Very rarely. They can do that now. Then they should. They won't. No, I know. <laughs> they should, but they're not. Can't wait for Dolph Ziggler against Shinsuke Nakamura at WrestleMania, and then just have that on like every show after that. Anything else, Jamie, as we get out of here? I just wanted to lay out that idea for everybody. Nope, uh, that is also. Looking forward to the show, kind of seeing what 
how they follow it up tonight and yeah. tomorrow. We'll have even more behind the scenes goodies. To yeah, share. we will. We will definitely give you the. Again, we are giving you the in arena perspective, so it's a little different than what it, the way it comes through on TV. I enjoyed myself last night. Clearly, the. Uh, the TV audience enjoyed themselves as well with that gauntlet match. I would love to see what the rating was. And those will come out yeah. today. I'll be interested to see if there was a drop-off for hour one, or did everyone kind of like tell all their friends, dude, you gotta, you, you got to turn this on. This has been really good. That will be very interesting. So that is going to do it for us here today, guys. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with a live uh, from the arena perspective of SmackDown Live, the Mixed Match Challenge, and 205 Live. We'll talk to you then.